Oh, you're back. Hello, are you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. All right, there we go. Hopefully, this connection will be much more reliable. All right, I understand. But is it? You know, you guys have been dealing with the internet for like the beginning, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like it, it what, doesn't end it never we're we're like 10 years ago we're <laughs> we were, were we were on dial-up when we moved here and i think we're one step one. away from that still <laughs> yeah my my mom lives in the country and uh I, I feel your pain i really do i it's it's insane it really is at this time and where we're at everyone should have high speed but uh geez. but though to be honest it's worth the trade-off it's yeah. so worth the trip. Yeah, I love can, living in the middle of nowhere. You can run around <laughs> naked in the yard. No one cares. And <laughs> we do. Yeah, we got a hot tub down the way. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> I just streaked like two days ago. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I know where to set up the camera now. Nobody wants to that. Okay, so let me go ahead and get this started, and then we can we can have fun. Great. Everyone, welcome to this edition of the Podcast Legends, and boy, oh boy, do I have to have two legends on the line today. We are going to have a lot of fun. We have the notorious, the famous Don Andrew. Welcome to Podcast Legends. Woo! I feel like I'm clapping for myself. <laughs> Go, Don! Thanks, Don, for having us. Well, absolutely thrilled to have you, and I and I have to just make a comment uh when I saw you guys at uh, Podcast uh, Movement and we got to chat just a, a little bit, uh, you know, it was just like n n you guys haven't changed, uh, changed a bit. You're the s same two people. And I'm just so I'm just so proud of you guys. And uh, I, I really am. It's just, you know, it, it's 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 cool. You guys haven't changed a bit and changed your ways and. Um, but most of the folks are probably saying, who the hell is he talking to? So I'll let hey, you right. guys, I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. Go ahead. Oh, well, <laughs> you go first. Ladies first. <laughs> well, Jesus. No, you go first. You know what though? Before we even start today is our wedding anniversary. Oh, so I saw that on Facebook. Congratulations. I know, but it makes me sound too old. Like <laughs> I was a child bride. I was only four years old when Drew married me. Drew was in his 50s. <laughs> <laughs> and you've only been married, what, three years, right? Yeah. 14 days. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so my name is uh, Drew Domkus, and uh, Dawn and I started podcasting in uh, September of 2004. And so that, it was, it was, that was an anniversary when we did it as well. That was our 10-year anniversary of uh, being together. And so it's, these anniversaries all kind of roll in last week and, and today, so... We've been at this game for a long, long, long time doing the Don and Drew show. And uh, we're at like episode 1072 or something like that. But we've, we've slowed we've slowed our roll quite a bit. <laughs> well, you know, you can't you can't rush perfection. <laughs> but so this is Dawn Maselli, since she doesn't want to introduce herself. I was she going is to. The very first woman in podcasting. Yeah. I'm claiming that, and I, I, I still am kind of wanting a tiara with my name on it, engraved, from Things Remembered. <laughs> a tiara. But well, now I am going to have to remember to get one of those for you, because you would definitely look cute in that, wandering around, and yes, I, I can just I picture know. it. I, I know, right? Like, so cute. <laughs> like a real, real fancy one. Like, people would say, is that lady 
a princess or is she insane? And that both, which is solid, solid choices. I would check both boxes. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) You know, um, I have to go back. I have to tell a little story. When you guys started your show, and of course, at the beginning, we were all listening to each other's shows. You know, it was just like we were, you know, we were dial into these, you know, these 50 or 60 shows. And then, you know, it obviously exploded very quickly. But, um, you know, you guys did some amazing stuff in the early days and shown what was possible um, to be able to be talked about <laughs> uh, <laughs> on a podcast that would have never never made it to um to radio it would have been like beep the whole time if you'd been on terrestrial radio you guys really you guys really pushed the envelope right from the very get-go so talk a little bit about you know what where did the show come from how did you know what was the genesis and you know what made you decide to record in your farmhouse Sure, sure. The I think the the first thing to to realize is that there is no envelope. You know, it's uh, true. There is no regulation. There was nobody calling the shots. There was no rules. We were just doing what we wanted to do. But it really started uh, because I was working with this guy, Pete Perdell, Raster Web, Raster Audio. He's uh, he's just been at the game blogging from the very beginning, and so uh, he was in the cubicle next to me, and so we were just you know I started to blog and I was doing a you know a little weblog, just, you know, writing silly stuff, just what I was up to every day. I even did like a daily 365 self-portrait, like back in, you know, 2003. And uh, nobody was even doing anything like that. But it was, you know, it was just for me and maybe a couple of friends. And so that's right when the enclosure became a part of the RSS uh, feed. And he's like, here, you should just try to record something and put it in your feed, put it on your blog. And, you know, let's see what happens. And so I didn't know what to do or say, you know, I did a little test file and it was a little MP3 and, you know, it, I didn't have anything to say, you know, that really wasn't my, what did you, you were like, hi, this is Drew Donkins. Yeah, it was probably a goofy voice. Would you like or... to listen to my <laughs> audio <laughs> program? It was so, it was so not my character to be on a mic talking to people, but it was the, the, the opportunity to try putting an MP3 in my feed. And so I did it and it worked and, you know, it was the very beginning of something. But so I come home and I tell Dawn, I'm like, look at this. I can put a, you know, I can put an MP3. She's like, wait a second. You can record something, anything you want. And that was, that's the genesis right there because Dawn, she's super creative and she's always got something to say. And, you know, she had a little kid TV show and she was <laughs> like, you know, she's all about that. And so she's like, hang on a second. This is the Dawn and Drew show. And so we recorded a show that night and it was like, I don't know, we did some like flute thing in the barn and we're talking, believe, yeah. we're talking on the floor and the couch with a little USB mic into the laptop. Yeah. And, you know, that was our studio. I still have that mic. It's just a little USB. $20 mic. Yeah. And it plugged into the laptop that I had at the time. It was, it was, you know, I'm a, I'm a Mac guy. So it was, it was, wasn't even a MacBook pro. It was like a, whatever this is. It was st- an abacus. No, no, no. Actually it was one of the very first, um, uh, MacBook pros. It was silver for sure. But anyways, that was our, <laughs> our studio. We recorded, you know, seven, eight minutes of us just talking, introducing ourselves. And, uh, that's how it all started. And I, I think if I remember correctly, it, it, it you guys, it made your show, it made me feel like I was hanging out on the couch with you guys. And that's because you had that really relaxed, kick back, just having fun, talking smack, uh, <laughs> you know, busting on each other. It was, but it was felt like we were all just kind of hanging out together. And I think from the very early days, 
you guys made, nailed it on audience engagement. You really did. And man, you, you, you built a powerhouse audience. It was, you guys have life, lifetime fans even today. You know, people that followed you from the beginning. Yeah. You know, we've got families that have grown out of our friendships, like literal, you know, so many babies have been born. So many groups of our fans hang out with each other. And then they send us updates and they tag us and stuff. And they're just having their own little Don and Drew minion, you know, gatherings. It's so amazing. The, uh, the amount of friends that we've built up around the world is just, uh, it's, it's so touching. You know, we've had people from around the world literally come to our house and get married on our farm. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's such a wonderful thing. And, and the, that engagement was, was the furthest thing furthest from my mind when, when I put that little MP3 in, you know, I didn't, it took a while before even I noticed that like one of our shows had got like maybe 60 downloads. And I was like, who is listening to this? I was like, <laughs> what is going on here? And we were so stoked. And I remember I took a screenshot of it and I might have it on a computer somewhere, but I remember it was like 60 downloads. And I was like, man, this is nuts. But then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, pretty soon after that is, you know, we started a message board and we just started getting, you know, people listening to the show. You know, it's like all of a sudden thousands and thousands were like, what is happening? Yeah. I think that I just, if we made someone feel like they're just hanging out with friends, then we've done the best show we could. Like, that's the most authentic thing we can create. And I, and I, I hope that I'm glad that you say that because it makes me happy because this is such an insulated little existence. So it is fun to have these experiences with people and they come here or we go there and we have fun and everyone has like this kind of similar sense of humor and personality. So it's, it's like a family. Absolutely. And I'm the cult leader of it. She's ha- and she's and she's only slowly now fully realizing her cult leader status. I don't even think she has not taken full advantage of it yet. You know what? That's good because <laughs> Drew, really, I was a, a born to be a cult leader, <laughs> but the power—it's so much power. Yeah, but so <laughs> having this podcast though back then there was nothing to listen to. You know, you had to have the iPod doesn't didn't even exist yet. You yeah. know, barely. Yeah, You know, it's like little MP3 players. You know, I remember I was just talking to Don the other day about it because today is also what national podcasting day. It is. You know, This is a big, big day because back then I was trying to listen to stuff on my laptop and I had to figure out how to close it, but not have it go to sleep. So the iTunes could still play. And I remember there was a big hack I had, so it could be in my backpack while I had the headphones running out and I would just be listening to music though. And then all of a sudden there was stuff to listen to, you know, and then, all of a sudden we became part of that pool of stuff to listen to. And all of a sudden we're all talking to each other through our shows. (laughs) You know, and and part of this, you know, doing this show is, is to make people realize that's what it was. We're so spoiled now. We just, you know, we we just tap an app and we've got whatever we want. Oh, for sure. uh, But, uh, it's such a huge pool of content now. It's ridiculous how big the, the, the options are, how many, yeah. Do you think that makes us all sound like we're like, when I was a child, we had to know Dave Weiner to get an RSS feed. Yeah, the walking uphill in the snow both ways to school, right? Yeah, that's exactly. It, it, exactly. It, it does make us sound like that. But I think I think it's important from a history capture standpoint, at least to give some ground truth so people can yeah. can understand that, you know, we've got it easy now, man. You don't even have to think to, you know, create a show. You just got to record. You don't have to have really any, a lot of technical expertise anymore. It's, it's just so easy, but, um, and you know, to consume as well, yeah. you know, only as a producer, but to consume, it's, it's so easy. 
uh, Don, you were so lucky because Drew was the geek. He could do all the technical stuff, and then you brought the talent to the to the show, right? That's it. I know. I've been dragging him like a chain around my neck, <laughs> straight to the top, baby. <laughs> but I'm still trying, though. I still try. Oh, Drew's hilarious. Wait, you both just, are. But you know what? He'll say stuff during our regular life, and I'll be like. Why don't you say that on the show? Why aren't you funny on the show? <laughs> oh man, I've had people, plenty of people say, "You're you're only funny off the mic or something." <laughs> I was like, "Ouch." You know, but I think too, what's what's genuine about you folks is I, the first time I met you and talked to him, like, "My God, these are the same people. This is not an act. This is the this is the real deal." And today, in today's world, you know, with the Kardashians and all this, you know. Ugh, you know, it's um, those people are are, are, are fake, and um, and I think that's what appealed to me about podcasting with you and other shows. It just it was like, you know, just two average regular people, you know, and definitely with a very uh, a cool a comedic side as well. But um, I think this is what really has made this space special. You guys are a big part of that. Thanks. And, you know, it's like um, I always kind of think about it as like uh, eavesdropping with permission. Like I love listening to people when you're at a restaurant. Like I'm constantly listening to everyone around me. And because um, I find that fascinating because they're actually being themselves. Like right. I don't want to hang around if somebody's being fake. I can't. I, it's exhausting. Yeah. You know, I'd rather just have fun. And if I don't like someone... I'm not going to hang out with them. <laughs> you know? But when we finally do hit it big, you'll find out this is all fake. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually it's, the long, like, it's the long, the long con, the, <laughs> the prestige at the end is that we're super superficial. Drew, don't give a spoiler. <laughs> that movie just came out like <laughs> nine years ago. We just actually watched that. That's why, because yeah. I have like a hard on for Tesla and David Bowie. So that movie is pretty much spank bank. <laughs> And, you know, and uh, just uh, so everyone knows, if you haven't listened to uh, Don and Drew's show, uh, Don doesn't hold back talking about uh, those yeah. intimate moments in life. <laughs> well, no, we had some of like the most risque sponsors at the very beginning, like Durex Condoms was totally on board. You know, we got hooked up with Adam and Eve a long time ago, and they're still a sponsor. And so it probably hindered us way oh, more yeah, than it sure. ever benefited us. Absolutely. We're unmarketable <laughs> to mainstream. It's just impossible. I can't rein her in, you know. So, so I mean, that's just is what it is. Can't cage the wind. So, you know, but, so you know, you how when you guys got started, um, how long was it before you found your first sponsor? Was it when you guys went over to Pod Show, or was it before that, or when did that happen? No, it was earlier than that because we had uh, we were one of the first people to take money and. We got called out on it hard. Oh, yeah, big time. It was the guy doing um, the mobile phones, mobile phone sales. <laughs> and he turned out to be the comic book or the comic blogger that, that ended up with, uh, oh, what was his name? Comic book blogger or something like that. Remember. But he had the, he had a really super thick accent and he was always selling mobile phones, mobile phones. And he would get in touch with me and he would send oh, me money. Yeah. And would, it was like a few hundred dollars. It was a few hundred bucks, but he would I would just say a quick little ad about whatever mobile phone he was selling. And then he actually paid extra 
for me to put it in the MP3 ID3 tag. And that was super crazy <laughs> because like who'd ever thought of that? And so I'm running little ads that have his domain in my ID3 <laughs> tag and it's running across the very first iPods. And uh, we were making a few bucks back then. Well, we had to because the show got expensive. Yeah. Like, if we didn't do that, it was over. Well, that was before you could get unlimited bandwidth. Right. For right. Like, all of a sudden, we're like, oh, my God, we can't afford this. Mm -hmm. Can't afford all these people. Like, please stop listening. <laughs> yeah, I was in the same boat. I, uh, I had, like, 10 or 12 shared hosting accounts, and I was putting one show per episode, and, it, and that wasn't even enough. It was crazy. Yeah, well, when it got bad, really bad, like, I don't know, it's about a year in. Yeah. No, 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 mo no, like, money-wise, when we couldn't, when we had oh, to kind of, yeah. like, not do a show because we couldn't afford that extra bandwidth for the next episode, <laughs> that's kind of when we got tied in with um, with Adam Curry. And yeah. so we got onto their servers at that point, and then, it, you know. They really, they really made the show happen. Mm -hmm. um, Podjo did, did you know, did, did do Well, it wasn't Podjo at the time. Well, right, but, yeah. I mean, they were, like, and Dave Weiner. Yeah. They were both like, we'll, yeah, they were we'll the... put you on our servers. <laughs> we're like, thanks, daddy. Yeah, we met with Adam and Dave. <laughs> They'd help us out. If I remember correctly, going back to that comic guy, wasn't he like an Adam stalker or something? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it was on his show where he would call in all the time and it was a crazy really? accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He weird comics. And then, oh, he's, yeah. and then he became the, I think that was his name, comic strip blogger. Our stalker or, or something. Blogger. Yeah, yeah. Oh, weird, my yeah. God. He was the mobile phone dude yep. that ran ads in the Don and Drew show way back when. That's funny. Yeah. You know, when I took, you know, here's here's the weird thing about uh, the audiences and, oh, take money, God forbid. You know, when I, I, when I announced my book deal on episode 69, this was like um, March of, 5th of 05. Mm -hmm. I lost like 25% of my audience. They, they bailed. They were like, how dare you sell out? And then when yeah. I, when I, of course, then I got rid of the ones that were the purists that thought you should not do it for money. So when GoDaddy came on in July of 05, I didn't lose anybody. And I was finally able to like you guys pay some bills and take care of the, the media hosting and, right. um, get my wife off my back. Cause she'd give me a two year <laughs> deadline. And she said, you got, cause I had had all kinds of crazy, you know, should have just got her on the show and she'd feel the pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that that wouldn't have happened here she's japanese uh, no it had been me talking to her and then silence on the other side <laughs> so that you know so then so you took you know basically so your feedback from your audience then was as just as nasty as it was on mine people were like you're selling out and all that it wasn't, it wasn't, so the, bad, it wasn't most people it's just that you hear the like the few squeakers mm -hmm. right. and they are the ones that stick with you and you you ask yourself like Am I fucking selling out? Am I a poser? And then you're just like, I gotta keep doing this, right? And there's no way it's gonna happen without some kind of a, you know, financial gain. Right. I mean, sell out is such a weird word because it's got on one end like a bad connotation of like you're selling out because what your art is getting, you know, you're getting money for your art. But at the same time, if you hear that like somebody's like it is at a club or they got a show and it's a sellout, I mean right. that's like the best thing, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> such a weird weird word it was and it was a it was kind of an interesting time too so um you know from from an arts perspective being you know, a lot of people thought this was you know the, you're never going to be any advertisements in the shows and it should be pure right. and all that but uh you know you had to eat what do you remember what your bandwidth bills were can you even remember the dollar amount um <laughs> uh, well you know before like we've never really had a lot of money and so <laughs> i had to always keep it you know 
on the down low as much as I could. And so I don't think we ever paid more than a hundred bucks. No, because, that's not true. Well, it got to a point where we got the the help. No, he doesn't. We never paid a thousand bucks. We paid ten trillion dollars. Wow. <laughs> I'm just trying to be straight up honest. No, we never, I, know, but I never had a thousand dollar bill. I mean, we got we, we got help before that happened. Right, right, right. I mean, I because I had been hosting on shared servers and stuff like you were as well. Yeah, I've been stuck with this one company for I don't know, probably twenty years that I've been using it. <laughs> like they've been bought out three, four times since the first company I started with, and so I've always had these like grandfathered uh, data plan, or, you know, like bandwidth plan. So like for my own stuff or like for the stuff that I do now, because I self-host all my stuff, you know, and it's you know it's all within forty bucks a month. Yeah, but you know, back in the day. It wasn't like that because it was the overage that was the issue. Yep. You'd only pay for so much, but it was that overage that w would just kill you. And it's, you know, it's still like that with some cell phone plans, but nothing like it was. It's all in the gigabytes now. Right. It was all megs then. Well, there wasn't even really PayPal yet. You know, it's like no one was really right. using, you know, like there was no way to sponsor shows or yeah. like help. People would literally send dollars like to the post office, like, here's my <laughs> bucks. And then we'd go to the be like, woohoo! Yeah, the post office was a big thing for a while for us. <laughs> we yeah, we had a whole we had like you know people would send us intros and things. We had a whole what's in the PO box. <laughs> oh man, we had our own like area of the Milwaukee post office where we would go in and just, no. they had a section, a cubicle. We'd have a cart rolled out and wow. that was for my birthday. I don't know why you're playing it down. I would go to the post office <laughs> all the time. And, and bring a cart full of stuff home. Don would mention something on the show, and people go nuts and just oh start sending God. it. One, Either Hello Kitty or Toblerone. One time I had a dirty dream about Toblerones, and I got hundreds of them in the mail. Like, yeah. I don't even eat Toblerone, but like, but I had like a dirty dream about it. And I, of course, have to tell people. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's good to have those kind of benefactors. I mentioned on my show a couple years ago, probably maybe more like five years ago, that I... You know, I I like a particular brand of scotch, and uh, oh, oh, see, brilliant! And just yeah, a, and, we're talking about candy where she doesn't eat. Yeah, so <laughs> just <laughs> just before Christmas, I always get a bottle of scotch from a, from a fan. So you know, it's like, yeah, I need about twenty more of those, you know, to supply yeah, the right. whole year. <laughs> yes. We had a, we had a listener sent Don a, a Fender Strat Hello Kitty version. Wow. Yeah, she gets spoiled sometimes, but she's worth it. <laughs> you sound like you're jealous. You better say that on <laughs> you better say that on your anniversary day, or there'll be no anniversary sex tonight. Right. <laughs> oh hell no! I got cramps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I can say whatever I want. Yeah. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> I'll give him an anniversary high five and be like, "Hey, go get me some Midol." <laughs> But no, we're uh, going to Brazilian uh, steakhouse tonight. Oh, yeah. Eat lots of meat. Oh, that's that's She'll get her meat one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, we'll definitely have to mark this show explicit. That's for sure. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to ask. It. <laughs> it's okay. It's all good. That's what we got the e tag for. <laughs> it wasn't very explicit. It was no, just no, that. no. We're okay. <laughs> I don't really cuss, so it's all done. If you got to bleep, it's so, not really bleeping, is it? No, nah, I don't bleep nothing. Everything talking about yeah <laughs> so going back to the to the beginning you know and, and to start meeting up with fans if your experience was like mine you have no clue who these people are but it's almost like you instantly know them you know they reach out and grab you and hug you and it's oh, like yeah. did that 
weird you out in the beginning or is it just was it did you kind of expect that's how it would go down no i thought it was actually really strange because we were just you know a couple of nobodies living in the country but what's what's awesome is i remember the very first time somebody came up to us in the parking lot it was at BloggerCon 06 and we're just you know we're on a credit card to go meet up with dave weiner and adam curry to see what is going to happen and we get out of the car we're in the parking lot you know we're it was like um, Berkeley or something like that. I think it Stanford. was Stanford. Get out of the car, and as soon as it got up, there's this guy, Donna Drew. Like he just saw us right away. I'm like, what the hell? And he in- instantly became Psycho Fan Jeff. You know, he, he that was his nickname for the show. And to this day, me and this guy are super tight, and we work together all the time. I do a lot of WordPress stuff with him. But like, I rem- I mean, I remember so clearly that day, first time somebody recognized us. It was so weird. Yeah, and he's like so special to us still all these years later. So I feel really lucky that we get to meet so many cool yeah. people. And, you know, I don't think I've run into any stalker fans. Of course, I, I do a tech show, so it's not like you're going to get stalker friends from a tech show. But you got any stalker fans that actually scare you? <laughs> not not officially, but we do have a guy that we called Stalker Ed for a long time because he lived near us. No, you know, he dropped up. He put he, a painting in my car at our house when we didn't know who he was. And I was like, somebody dropped something off at our house. Yeah. And then, and then he had met me at the air, the, the airfield down the road too. But, but, but yeah, so he became stalker Ed, just like an air quote stalker. But um, no, we've actually had really awesome uh, fans. There was a couple of times where we would do shows in the car while we were driving. And one of the guys, I think it was even Robbie Trenchney, who's out in like, doing really amazing stuff in tech. He was like 12 or 13 years old when he started listening to our show. And through Google Maps and listening to us talk and drive, he figured out where we lived. And I was like, holy crap. I was like, how is that possible? You know, now with Google Maps and like, it's it's, it's probably so easy to find out where we are now. But back then, it really kind of freaked us out. I've got a story. I don't think I've ever told it publicly. Maybe, maybe not, but I'll share with you guys. I was, uh, you guys know my body shape. I'm, uh, you know, not one of those guys that you want to see naked. And uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, I've never, you know, it's, you know, it's just the way it is. Right. And uh, I, I travel a lot. So you know, I'm, like, oh, I'm going to be in such and such city or I'm going to be in such and such town. And I really never really talked about what hotel I was going to be at. But um, two o'clock in the morning one time, I get this knock in there. Dun, 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 dun. I, I'm like, who the hell is knocking on my door at two o'clock in the morning? I go to the door and there's this woman standing outside. I open the door fan of the show coming to see me and i'm like uh i'm married you need to go home it was really odd but yes she was bringing uh bringing me a present at two o'clock in the morning and she tracked me down she must have because there must have been 50 hotels in the city and i didn't ever say what hotel i was in but she figured it out so two in the morning though she could have waited till eight in the morning <laughs> what, what, meet you downstairs with a bagel i've been here all night <laughs> or something i don't know that seems extra that seems stalker creepy yeah i told my wife about it she's like you didn't send her away you let her in right and i'm like no no i sent her home and then, then i spent like you know two weeks explaining no this woman did not come into my room and she's like yeah 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 <laughs> What kind of present did she bring? <laughs> well, you know what she was bringing. She, meow, you know, she was bringing some of that. <laughs> she had a kitten? Yeah, she did. She did. Oh, God. That's like the cutest present. <laughs> I brought you this kitten. Yeah, if you're single, it's all good, you know. But when you're married, that, uh, you know, it could be expensive. Uh, it could be an expensive kitten. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> 
So yeah, so you know that was my closest uh, run into having a a stalker fan. I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate she came and see me, but I felt uh, you know it was a good ego boost for a few days. Our, our problem was that on the very first episode we did that little six seven minute show, we said who our full names and, and where we lived, <laughs> and it was just out there, and we're like. So by the time we realized there were people going to be listening to this and all of a sudden thousands and tens of thousands, all of a sudden we're like, what, you know, what, what did we do? You know, we couldn't take it back. It was out yeah, there. Yeah. And so we kind of just had to deal with it. And so then that's why we pretty much just started inviting people to the farm every year and having this big ass party here <laughs> because why not? You know, people are going to know where we live. Might as well just, I mean, why live like hermits? Right. So we share this place, you know, with our audience. Once and a year. And, we'll have a... and it's just been amazing. <laughs> I mean, we have a party barn. Yeah. It's fun. You should really come here. <laughs> it's really fun. It's one of my favorite places in the world, like, to hang out. It's it's just a great place. And now I got a skate park basically connected to it, and so that's even better. I don't care about that part. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are definitely a, a little bit polar opposite sometimes, but uh, it's just, it, it. you guys have a great chemistry. It's uh it's fantastic. So when you guys, let's just go, you know, kind of a little bit fast forward here. So you guys got hooked up with Pacha, which turned into Mevio. So you're right. over there for a couple of years, right? Doing yeah, three years. And uh, that that turned out to be pretty good for you from a sponsorship standpoint, wasn't it? Uh, it was. Not really sponsorship because we got a salary. Oh. So at that point, we just got paid. Wow. They, could, they did whatever they needed to do to advertise on it. it that was up to them. I mean, plus us, of course, working it. Yeah. But we we just got direct deposit. That was awesome. It was the first time that I've ever seen like a company kind of like starting up, and and we would be, you know, living in Wisconsin and go to San Francisco and yeah. see everyone's doing all this work. Yeah, they would fly us here and there. And then, uh, you know, it'd be like, hey, everybody, you're doing a great job. And then we're like, okay, we're gonna go back and put our pajamas on. <laughs> <laughs> and- or like they'd send us to the expo and we'd have handlers and, you know, they'd be like, you know, taking us here and there. We'd just be like the talent. It was, it was really weird experience got that, for us. Because, you got that you know, celebrity experience, right? Yeah, it was a weird little, we were like the poster child for quit your day job, you know, because right. like I was able to literally quit my job. You know, I was making 60 grand a year working a techie, you know, like IT sort of web guy job. Yep. And they paid us enough where I was like, ooh. I'm quitting that job. <laughs> <laughs> and so all of a sudden it's just Don and I just doing our show. You know, we just had to come up with five a week. Wow. And it didn't matter when we did it as long as they were ready Sunday. Yep. And, uh, and then for uh, two of those three years, they, we would also like make, you know, we would cut 24 minutes of it and that would go to Sirius satellite. Yep. And so we, we, we were, we did like 400 some odd episodes for Sirius during that stretch. So how was the, did it become a burden doing five a week? That's huge. That's a huge commitment, even if you are full-time in it. Well, no, because sometimes we would do all five in one day. Oh. <laughs> I know. It, I mean, it is, it, it was all of a sudden something that went from a hobby to something that you get paid for and, and you have to do. And then, of course, you start rebelling against it. It changed a you little know, bit. But... Well, it's always Drew like being like, come on, Don, we got to record. And I was like, <laughs> It's still ah. like that. That's why we don't do that many. Well, I got another podcast that I'm cranking out on a regular basis. <laughs> I'm like an old donkey. <laughs> it has to be... So there, okay. So there were times though where it'd be like, oh man, it's Saturday and we got three more to do or something. You know, there were a couple of times like that, but I mean, really our shows were a half hour long. Yeah. So I, to put in two and a half hours a week and complain about it would just be rude. You sound like dicks. Yeah. So, I mean, we never, ever were like that. And so 
we you know we just did what we did. We were able, you know, it gave us freedom to travel and have experiences and talk about them. Started dreaming about Costa Rica on the show, and that became a reality. And you know, it's like, tell us about that. Well, Don's always wanted to be around sloths and monkeys, and so uh, we took a trip there. Don had already gone to the other side of the country on the Pacific side with a friend, and they visited the the Caribbean side, and she knew right away I'd love it there. And so we took a trip together. And no, I I went. We have. I was having dinner with one of my oldest bestest friends, Jenny Wire. And I told, I was like, Jenny, I'm going to move here. When we go back to America, I'm like, we're going to move. And she's like, me too. <laughs> and we're just like drunk on vacation and fun. And I was like, no, I'm serious. And so when we got home, I told Drew, I'm like, hey, guess what? We're moving to Costa Rica. And he's like, well, do you think maybe I should go there once <laughs> and check it out? <laughs> Little recon. Yeah. So he did and he loved it. And we, oh man, I love that place immediately. And so Dawn came up with this bright idea. Yeah, I mean, all of our smart ideas totally come from Dawn. And so we'd been doing this Dawn of Adruza party here every year. And so we thought, well, why don't we just move the the party to Costa Rica and see if people want to come and do like a bed and breakfast and have like a one-on-one Dawn of Pedruza with us right. in the Caribbean. And so that was our whole intention. We went down there for three months. We rented this house. We pretty much filled it and sometimes double booked it. And we'd have like, you know, four to five people there no, hanging we out with us. Booked. There was, we, we gave ourselves a couple of weeks. Yeah. That where we took a little break because it was just nonstop partying. <laughs> yeah. But we did it for three straight months and we just had a blast having people come out with us and we had people come out and get engaged. Lots, you know, of, and, lots of content for the show. Oh, so much. And, um, but we'd already kind of started slowing down our production of the show. We were just trying to have fun with our friends and just kind of just live life. We'd already done this, you know, three year stint with Pod Show and, we kind of burned out. Yeah, a little bit. And so we really slowed down, especially living in the Caribbean. I mean, there's really not a rush to do much. And um, and so after the three months, we just said, like, man, let's just see what we can do to stay here. And so we stretched it out for almost two full years. We sold a lot of our stuff and back in the States, but we never sold our property. But um, we we just we just kind of threw it, you know, like in neutral. and We just cruised for a little while. That piece of history I think I missed. I don't think I... I was aware of that. Maybe I had heard about it and forgot about it, but uh, that was nice that you could kind of cruise and coast. Now, Costa Rica, obviously, your money goes a lot further, too, so that helped as well, right? Right, and yeah. we ended up, like, um, helping some friends build up this animal rescue center called the Jaguar Rescue Center, and it went from, like, me and my friend and her husband and one employee to, like, now there's... Like 50, 50 volunteers. Em- yeah, like crazy. 50. Yeah, it's like it was like watching this place grow and it was so special. And we just kind of were like, let's take a step back from podcasting and just experience all this crazy life with like today I was nursing a baby monkey with a tiny bottle and then a squirrel came out of my pocket. But then the porcupine got out. Yeah, I became a tour guide <laughs> and didn't realize that I was a natural born tour guide, especially for these animals. It was the best job I ever had. Well, you had to. You had to take my job. Yeah, Dawn was planning. She was, you know, she was in Rasputina. She was touring the country. She was back and forth in the States all the time. And so one of those trips, I took her job and became an awesome tour guide. <laughs> so, so the sad question is, why'd you guys leave? Yeah, that's a sad one. It is sad, but it's part of it. You know, it's like um, we, I, ended up, <laughs> we ended up having a, a pretty violent home invasion. Oh. And it was like... We, we bought a bookstore. We bought into a bookstore and a coffee lounge. And so that was the business was on the bottom floor and we lived above it. 
And just one night, I was making crazy tips as this awesome tour guide, and these dudes knew I was making cash, uh. and they just they came for it. And in the process, just like beat us up and took all my computers, took all of our, you know, just they took a bunch of stuff, and oh, it was it was it was it was brutal. But we survived. All our animals survived. We, you know, we had friends living right next door on their honeymoon. I mean, we all survived this incident. And so we just decided to kind of within a week, we upped and, and came back home. Well, I was on tour. Well, we came back to the farm because, man, there's a part of us there that's home. Yeah. You know, I was, um, when I was in the Navy, I was going to Costa Rica. And when we were going down there, we were doing counter drug. And we were such targets. I, I think we stayed at a Holiday Inn that was surrounded by Constantine wire. So, you know, they were specifically looking to, you know, they didn't like us at all. So I can't imagine, you know, you're living on the economy out in town and in the economy being what it is, you know, you definitely oh, yeah. became a target then. So that's, that's a sad yeah, story. Target, you know, and, and, and I would never blame it on Costa Rica. That could have happened anywhere. Right, right, right. So a lot of people think, oh, could you ever go back there, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, it, it, it was just a really weird situation, circumstance. And But we, man, we lived through it. And so like we got this second lease on life. And so, you know, we just come back to the farm and we're just trying to, you know, just trying to live yeah. and have a good time. Still doing our show. I think we kind of we kind of learned really quick that you don't necessarily have a few years to like plan. Like, I'll just put that off and mm -hmm. do it in a couple of years. Like, we just came really close to dying one night, and then yeah. you wake up the next day and you're like, we can't wait to do the things we want <laughs> to do. We have to make sure For real. we manifest our own destiny. But to wrap this up back to podcasting is that our audience was there with us the entire time. They'd heard of us. We, we talked about Costa Rica. We went to there, you know, to like Costa Recon, we called it, you know. We moved there. People visited us there. And so when this thing happened, there was this crazy outpour of support, you know, through PayPal especially. And, you know, it was, it was, it was just so crazy how, how, how wonderful it felt, you know, to just get this love from around the world to just help us in this really crazy situation and really helped us get back on our, on our feet back here in the States. And, uh, uh, you know, I just can't thank our audience enough. Yeah. I don't think you can say like mm -hmm. how, how much that touches you, like people you've never met that are just like, I feel like I'm there with you guys. And, yeah. Like, you know, like it's just amazing to have this connection all over the world with, with strangers that are like, you know, I think of you as our, yeah. you know, our closest friends. And well, like we shared the whole experience, you know, we put out a shorter show in the free feed and then we, you know, we never really put much into effort into like for pay shows, you know, except every now and then we, maybe we do like a part two and it's like, you know, give us five bucks, can hear the second part. And so that's where a lot of that support, you know, people wanted to hear our story and we just told it. And then all of a sudden, you know, just people just were like, just donating and helping out. It was, it was so powerful. You know, and I think, a lot of podcasters until they have some incident that makes because audiences listen and you know, they'll, they'll send an email from time to time, but until some life event happens, um, you just don't know how much your audience is with you. I, you know, on my two, anniversary, of my 200th show, um, the day I was supposed to record my, my dad was killed in an automobile accident. So, you know, my audience is expecting this, uh, you know, this 200th extravaganza. So, what do, you know, what do I do? I get on be a killjoy and say, listen, uh, you know, my dad's dead. I'm headed to Michigan. There will be no shows for 10 days. And I literally disconnected from the world, you know, through that process. And I came back and 
And I got back to Hawaii and loaded my email. There's like 5,000 condolence <gasps> emails. And you're just like, <gasps> you, you just then know. And it's like you guys, you know, you had this tragedy. Yeah. This thing happened in Costa Rica and it, they do, you know, they come in and financially support, help you guys get, you know, obviously it sounds like recover hardware and you know, everything else that goes along with, you know, something like that. And you're like, man, oh man you really then really fall in love with your audience even more. Well, here's a tip. Get homeowner's insurance and cover your stuff you take with you. <laughs> oh, I'm, when, when you go overseas, yeah? Yeah, I mean, that was really what helped, you know, us to get back on our computer-wise at least. Yeah, that's what you're thinking about. But I'm t I think that's awesome that you got all that support because it, podcasting can be such a weird bubble. Yeah. You know, we're sitting here talking to a machine, <laughs> you know, like, and... And I might not even ever have met anyone that will send some, uh, you know, send a kind word and then, but yet I'll feel like we're old friends because they know so much about me and they yep. know they really are concerned and the love is just, it's, it was, it blew us away. It really did. I think what blows me away even, well, maybe, I just maybe said the, blow it away. <laughs> <laughs> what blows me away even more though is like when you find out these, these, like adults that started listening to us when they were just really their their ideas were forming, you know, and all of a sudden like Dawn's crazy Dawnisms are in their head and now they're in their twenties or something. You know, we've been at this now for twelve years. And so, you know, it's so crazy because well these people contact us and they're like, I've never really emailed you, but I've been listening to you since I was thirteen. And I'm like, where are I, your I parents? Just, I just graduated college <laughs> and you know it's you get the weirdest stories of like what people are doing while they listen to our show and it's so cool. But really, can you imagine talking to me when you were 13? No, it would be, be nuts. <laughs> I would have totally molested you. <laughs> wait, wait, I thought, I thought you were a child bride. So I am, that's we right. Met, we met when you were four. I had to go back, I had to go to the future and then invent a time machine and yeah. then I went backwards to Southern California in the 80s. Yeah. Well, Don, I always say when my birthday comes up that I'm having my, whatever year it is, anniversary of my 18th birthday. I, I always have my 18th birthday, but I have an anniversary thereof. No, Don's been 29 point something for the last, I don't know, couple decades. It's, yeah, for so long that now. She'll forget what she really is. I, I know, and it's shocking because I actually just turned 40 and I, my friends were all like, shut the F up, you're 40? And I was like, I know, I've been lying about it for so long. We all started to believe it. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. But but Dawn had just turned 18 when we met. So we've been together a long time. And porn really wasn't an option yet. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but it took like uh, three minutes for one image to load. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Like I could, if I was born a little bit later, I would have had an empire. Yeah. But I got married. <laughs> Sorry to my soulmate. Oh, oh. you guys are fantastic! Like I said, you haven't changed a bit. You're the same. <laughs> we can't change. This, there's no changing us. I, my parents, you know, this is how I was born. My mom said I was talking just nonstop. From a baby on and i just haven't stopped and you know just that's how you are i guess yeah we just make each other laugh i think that's just really the secret to it all we just have a lot of fun together and you know we record it half hour at a time and a lot of people are part of it i don't know if i ever heard you guys you guys ever fight on the air you guys ever have a, a squabble 
Yeah, there's been a couple, but not really. We'll usually I'll hit I'll I'll hit stop at that point, <laughs> and it won't go up. <laughs> I, I, I have I have that at least that control. <laughs> but there's plenty of times where she'll get pissy because I interrupt a lot unintentionally, and then I start doing it intentionally, and then it just kind of gets in her nerves. But that's part of the fun of the show, and a lot of times people really like that part of the show. So I got I gotta you know I gotta gotta live up to my fans. They want to hear me interrupt. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear you interrupt. It's rude. <laughs> What? What'd you say? <laughs> we call what? them the interrupting robot. Yeah. So what? yeah, there's there's a lot of old uh, running gags that 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 go on, but I think that's probably the biggest one is me interrupting. One thing that I've um, and I sample a lot of podcasts. You know, I, I I'm a podcast addict, and I you know I probably have a hundred new shows in my uh, in my iPhone. You know, about every ten days, and I and I just go through them quick. I hit them, and then I. You know, I make some notes and, you know, I'm just, you know, looking for stuff. And one thing that I think a lot of podcasters have lost and, and, and I've, and I got abuse from it on my shows. I do a tech show, right? So you're not supposed to talk about personal stuff. You know, that you're supposed to talk about tech. You're supposed to talk about the news. Well, my show's never been like that. The first 15 to 20 minutes, it's just me rambling about what's going on here and just, you know, just kind of catching the audience up. And I get new audience members. They're like, oh, you got to stop that. I'm fast forwarding. I'm like, well, good. You know, fast forward and uh, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Because for for me, um, that time, that beginning time with the audience is is special. And and those that have listened for a long time, those are subscribers. They understand it and they get it. I, I listen to so many podcasts today and it's, I don't know who they are. I can't. I can't get to know them. I think that's a big mistake. Um, do most of the shows that, and I don't know what you guys have in your listening lineup, or if you listen to many shows or whatever. But are you are you listening to shows a lot, or, or what are you what are you finding intriguing today? Yeah, I actually I have my headphones on me pretty much all the time. I found I got some cool Bluetooth ones because the wires are always in my way. But I'm listening to podcasts all the time. I've got, you know, maybe seven or eight that are um, regulars for me. It's um, the Adam Carolla show is probably my, my go-to. Yeah. I, I enjoy his interview style and I don't necessarily agree with everything he says, but I, I, I enjoy that show. Yeah. Uh, the Joe Rogan experience is really cool, but they're so, so long that I, I cherry pick those. Um, uh, Doug, uh, Doug loves movies. I like that one. Uh, that's Doug Benson comedian yeah. Yeah. Uh, movie show. Um, what else is in my? I mean, those ones take up the, the majority of it because they're they're kind of long. Love Penn and Teller. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Penn Sunday School. That's another. I'm trying to see where my phone went. Oh, it's in the windowsill. Um, I do a skateboarding one, um, with a friend of mine, and so I try to listen to other skateboarding ones, but they're, they're you know, it's a little weird listening. I don't want to say the same things that other people are saying, so I don't listen too much. But I, I try to sample other skateboarding ones. Yeah. My podcast list right now. Let's see what i have he so does i'm in the he, middle of a joe rogan one right now oh um i love star talk with neil degrasse tyson yep um i listen to overtime i'm sorry um you don't even know what you're saying how many no, it's, um, so so drew how oh, many of those shows do you think you really know the host oh none of them yeah it's not like that at all these are all like these are like radio shows turned podcast you know it's a it's a different vibe it's a trip um, a couple of them, they'll talk about themselves. Like the skateboarding ones I was listening to, those are more like podcasty kind of things like you're talking about where I get to know what these guys are. But yeah, the majority of them, I mean, as I'm realizing it, none of them are that way, really. They're all like like almost, not scripted, but 
you know, really produced shows. Yeah, but they they are all very successful. All those shows were top of mind. Yeah. You know, they they probably got 150,000, 200,000 people listen to each episode. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. You talk about advertising too. Joe Rogan does it really interesting because he has like 9 minutes of ads, but he does them all up front and then he's got like two and a half hours of show. And so it's like I enjoy that part that the ads aren't sprinkled within it, but man, I fast forward every time. Wow. I can't listen to that many ads. It's so crazy. And it's always the same, the same companies. The same I'm, ads. I'm still amazed that there aren't more companies, like a more diverse advertising pool, because it's like it's I always hear, the same. I hear the same. It's like stamps.com. <laughs> like, geez. Right. Is everyone, you know, like it's like but, the same few companies. And wh why hasn't that picked up yet? Don, still, Don, that's you, my you, thing. Don, you figure that out and we'll all be rich. Yeah. <laughs> Because I get, I mean, even with the GoDaddy one, I don't yeah. get how you can keep getting new domain renewal because that those codes work if you're a new customer, not an existing usually. Yeah. At least that's how it was when we were. So it was like you get a couple of bucks, you know, up front, but then all of a sudden that's it. They're like a dead. They're you know, I, I the the podcast sponsorship model is really weird. You know, and so that's why we've always tried to be unique. We go try to find something that's like way different. Or we have the freedom to make our own ads. That was always huge. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm, we're never going to advertise something that I think is bullshit, you know, so it has to be, you know, here's what's, here's what's weird because I've always said the same thing because, you know, GoDaddy's been with me since, uh, since 05 and they're still, you know, my primary sponsor of the show. And, you know, I'll be honest, they keep the lights on, you know, keep the family fed, uh, house payment made, all that stuff. And. Um, I keep wondering when's this gonna run out? You know, when's this gonna die? <laughs> and, and, you know, when's when's the people? But what I have found with my show in the formula that I really looked at is the number of new. There's enough new people coming in that even though the, there's a lot of people that listen to the show for years that aren't necessarily buying new products because I only get uh, credited on new customer buy. So it has to be a brand new customer, not someone that's already bought something from them. So the bar's even higher. Um, it's the new customers or the new listeners coming in. So my, you know, I got to keep the blogging post up. I got to keep all that moving to keep new listeners coming to the show. I, this is going to sound insane. I've had my three biggest months sponsored by GoDaddy in 12 years, uh, or 11 years, excuse me, um, the last three months. So three biggest months ever. Go figure. Go figure. How, how does that happen? You know, you got it because you, end, well, I mean, congratulations. That's super awesome. But, but I think what ends up happening is that guys like you and me with this podcast, we have to become these like SEO wizards. Yeah. It's all about the web links and clicks. And it's not really even about the audio yep. because the people listening to you are probably already a customer. Yeah. And the new it's people coming so in, picking them up. Uh, but yeah, that's, it's a big part of it. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, knock on wood, you just, you know, you just like, When's when's this gonna end? You know, you just pray that yeah. everything continues to roll. But um, no, that's great. And I get to tell my wife, I said nothing's guaranteed. I may have to, you know, I may have to go find a job. I mean, you know, Blueberry <laughs> would with Rob wakes us up. But you know, it's you know, you know what I'm talking about. I do. We I do. know exactly what you're talking about. And we call that the hustle. It is. And it's like if you decide you want to work for yourself, you just gotta be in that mode sometimes. Just hustle it. But don't be. You know, it's like find a nice balance. Yeah. But with podcasting these days, like, you know, it's tricky with me. I mean, I've just started a new, re a new one. It's called Skatosis. It's all about skateboarding. So, I mean, it's really niche. You know, you got to be into skateboarding to like it. Yeah. And so I, I knew that up front. And so what I did is, you know, I've got 
you know, not only like the social media, but I started a whole another video show just to promote the audio show. And all they're doing, I'm just trying to get links back to my skateboard company I just you created. Did, you didn't even talk about your yeah, olddudeskateco.com. That's like a company that I just recently started this year. And uh, it's just because I'm an old skateboarder. And, you know, I, I can't, I'm consumed with skateboarding. It's really kind of ridiculous. And so this this idea of a disease called skatosis just kind of formed. And so I was like, man, that's just like perfect. And so I'm just like plugging away, plugging away, plugging away just to try to get these, you know, links back to my store so I can sell a skateboard or a shirt, <laughs> Yeah. you know, but in the process, it's content that I love. And so I think that's what podcasting is about. It's being passionate about a, a topic that you're into and uh, and just go for it. You know, I, I, I gush about skateboarding. I don't talk that much on the Dawn and Drew show because it's, you know, it's Dawn's ideas and I bounce off and sometimes I'll have topics. But man, when I get on this podcast for skateboarding, I can't shut up. You know, <laughs> it's a uh, it's such a different trip for me. But um, it's difficult to just get traction in 2016 as a brand new startup podcast, even from a podcast Hall of Famer. It's 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 hard. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a grind too, you know. And it's a, you know, I love doing my show, um, but at this you know at the same point, uh, you know, we're taking care of the bloggers, making sure they're getting articles out because it's all again, it's all about you know driving volume to the website. And people don't get it, uh, you know. I I and when I tell people we get two hundred thousand up to two hundred thousand hits a day on the website from Google search, people look at me like I don't get two hundred thousand hits on my site in a year. Right, uh, but, but I got, but I've also got fifteen thousand articles on the website. Yeah. So you know that that took twelve years to build yeah. that type of traffic. You know, and uh, um, you know, it's it's really important. And in whatever native new stuff you can get in is good. But um, a lot of podcasters they just plug in the mic and they just do the podcast. And I, I keep telling them you got to do more than that. But yeah. you just can't make them understand. Um. You know, I kind of revealed some income levels a couple of years ago for the first time. And I don't like talking about money because, um, you know, obviously if anyone can make it in the space, I should be able to with the connections I have. So I've got a little bit of unfair advantage. But um, at the same point, my show stood on its own with its own sponsor. Mm -hmm. And um, so you can do it, but it's the long haul. It's this long haul run. It's nothing, you know, a lot of these guys give up after three months because they've only got 50 people listening to them well you know you know we all been at this 12 years to get to the volume levels we're at yeah for sure and it's a lot of work and it's not your typical nine to five 40 hour a week i mean you're just kind of like always hustling yeah it's always, always. You're always on yeah yeah 40 hours man i can't imagine having a 40 hour week i'd have a life <laughs> i would die yeah, I mean, I, I've had to go that route plenty of times. I'm currently between regular 40-hour gigs. Well, he quit his job. I quit too. my job to do this uh, skateboarding thing and just try to get this hustle going and try to just do it up for ourselves again. Yeah. Because you know, I, was, I was grinding away 40 hours a week, at, you know, or 50 hours, really. I mean, you factor in drive times for 60 mm -hmm. hours a week. It just felt like I was just wasting my time, just barely paying the bills. And so I just couldn't put up with it anymore. And uh, we decided that it was time for me to quit and let's 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 try to do this and that's cool yeah and so it's just you end up working more yeah you know yeah i'm just in my office all the time and then i'm like i realize it's probably been three hours i should go you know do something i should go do the dishes or something you know something <laughs> like you know something non-work because all of a sudden i got to come back up here and it's just it's email it's design it's blogging it's it's this it's the other you know it's crazy but it's for yourself so yeah. it's 
we had an interesting thing to develop here is because when I retired uh, seven, eight years ago, I'm working in the studio and I'm here in the house, you know, we can get up in the morning and lounge around and you check email. Of course, you know, I start early and my wife was like driving me batshit crazy coming. I'm like, honey, I'm working. I can't come and do the, you know, your, your honey do thing right now. And so she got to the point where she's like, screw this. I'm getting a job. I'm going out. I'm going to work 40 hours a week doing something I want to. So I don't have to be around you all day. So it actually, uh, so I, you know, she actually went and got out because she got tired of nagging me while I was in the office. It was a weird dynamic. But anyway, um, it's it and it takes a lot. You have to stay motivated to get to the desk and and work. And so and I did caught that little slight thing you said there, Don, you would die if you had to work 40 hours. Was that- <laughs> I would because oh, that's shit. not my my personality. I have such a intense like ADD thing happening all the time that I've tried to work regular jobs and I, I it just doesn't work I out. end up actually being the boss <laughs> right. almost always and then I I burn out and I'm like I gotta do something else but it makes you kind of hustle it so I mean like I'll play in bands and be a rock star or we'll make a documentary and like you know all these different ways instead of having to work a regular 40 hour a week job you know like you might work like a dog for a few months yeah and then, but then you're like, eh, I'm going to sit around my ass for mm-hmm. six months. She's yeah. also got a killer eye for like mid century furniture that she resells. Ah. Anybody, oh, yeah. If anybody's looking, Dawn's your connection. <laughs> I get, well, that's the thing. I get like interested in stuff. Like I really like mid century furniture, <laughs> but like, I just like to kind of find it. And uh, then I'll sell it to rich people for crazy money. And I'm like, wow, who can afford a $700 chair? Like that's ridiculous. And then she'd be like, all right, but now I'm going to go outside and spin fire. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's got a range this one. My, my wife's into sidewalk furniture. She sees a piece of furniture on the sidewalk. She brings it home, reconditions it, and it's in a garage sale. So, yeah. uh, oh, but, smart. but she doesn't get sell it to rich people. <laughs> uh, yet maybe now. Yeah. You know, but, it's amazing what people get rid of. And like, if you kind of are, nerdy about something like i liked watching Mad Men for the furniture yeah. i was like "Ooh, look at that <laughs> look at that <laughs> rolling bar <laughs> but i've been like that my whole life when i was a kid i would you know like be interested in like i really like that lamp grandma you know like <laughs> hint, i just hint. you know it's just how <laughs> that's just how my brain is so that's cool you got to find ways to work with what you got <laughs> So meanwhile, the Don and Drew show, you said you were at 14 or a thousand some episodes. Yeah, 1072, I think, is the next one. Wow. And or, you know, in the, in the midst of all that, we did a whole bunch, like, you know, a couple hundred Don and Drew TVs. Yeah. And, you know, I got into nerd moment for a while. And I do a show called uh, 2D1F where it's a buddy of mine. We talk about movies and drink beer. And, you know, we did a, we've got a couple of, I think, I think we got to 200 on those. But then, um. But then now I'm doing a skateboard podcast. I think that's a goal I should set. Be able to do a podcast I can drink beer at. I, I haven't had one of those shows yet. I think that's a that's on the the bucket list. You know what we did is we would pick a movie, right? We would watch the movie, but then we would each bring a six pack that had some sort of relevance, like the name of the beer or something about the beer had something to do remotely with the name of the movie. So we were trying different beers every week, and so um, I've got a pool hall in my in the party barn. And so we've been collecting all these bottles. And so it's, it's, it really became a really fun way for my buddy and I to just hang out every week and drink beer and shoot pool. And give you the excuse to go buy the latest uh, microbrew or something like that. Yeah, right? absolutely. <laughs> we actually had, we were, we were sponsored for about a year from a local, um, 
liquor, uh, store? liquor store and the guy would he would then pick the beer for us so like he would and sometimes he'd deliver it and we're just like hanging <laughs> wow. out with my buddy dropping beer off so we could talk about it it was great that is a great way to get free beer nothing better than free beer awesome and so i think a lot of times for upcoming podcasters you know like your your goal for the show really needs to you know be uh you know like you need to like look at it and not always think you're going to become this mega rich person don't Don't look don't do for the money right like all of a sudden my friend and i are getting free beer for a year like (laughs) this is the best thing ever yeah I think that when we were at the expo, there's so many workshops about like how to make money with podcasting. And that was like one of the main questions people would always ask me. And I'm like, don't, first of all, just don't worry about that. Mm -hmm. Like if you have, if you have fun with it, if you make a quality show, you know, it'll get the rewards will come. Yeah. Like don't, you don't have to do everything just because it'll be money in your pocket. Do it because you enjoy it. We don't have that much time here. You know, it's not always about money. It's about just having fun and being having adventures and making memories, being happy. Yeah. Yep. You know, I'm being a geek. You know, the my wife says, "Did you buy this or is this a review?" And I'm like, "Honey, it says Geek New Central reviews." I have like a uh, an area in the garage where boxes just coming to get thrown in the corner, and uh, you know, companies will call me. Have you reviewed that thing? I'm like, "Well, it's it's in there amongst like 30 other boxes. I'll get to it sometime." And you know, but it's true too. If you do in a certain type of show, you got beer, I get gadgets and usually yeah. it's I'll be honest with you. Some of it's junk, but <laughs> you know, in, in, in the stuff that's junk, I, Hey kids, you want this or, you know, um, trickle down. Yeah. But it, uh, it, you know, it all depends. And I, I always think if you want to get away to, uh, get your hobby funded, talk about your hobby. Oh man, I'm looking forward to the skateboarding podcast paying off big time in some way or another. Like, you know, the fact that like, so here's the thing. I used to be a skateboarder as a kid. Like yep. I have a photo of me at two years old clutching a skateboard. Like I was hooked as a child and I skated up until I was about 18. And then I got into like a uh, band and, you know, like life got in the way. And so like a good 20 year hiatus, I, I find a, a skate park in the jungle when we're living in Costa Rica and I get on this ramp and I like, I realize I can still skateboard. And so when we come back to the States, I turn 40 and I build a half pipe. And so uh, I'm turning 45 in just like two weeks and I'm skateboarding more and learning more and just like progressing more than I ever did as a kid. So I was like, I'm doing this all the time. I can't stop thinking about it. So of course I got to do a podcast about it. You know, it's just like, I might as well. If I do a half pipe, uh, just hold your cell phone and dial 911 as soon as I go over the lip. (laughs) Oh man, I took a few spills the other night, but it's like, it's, it's. Uh, the, uh, part of the healing process is is addictive because it's like I know that I can heal and I know that I'm being I'm strong and I'm learning more things and it's such, I just keep challenging myself. Drew, you're for, else, Drew, you're 45, so just you know keep it in check. <laughs> I, I, I do keep it in check, but at the same time, it makes me feel young in the head. Yeah, yeah, I understand um, so, completely. And I'm just learning new things, and it's just making my body feel great, and it's just I'm I'm, in, I'm encouraging and inspiring all these kids. All of a sudden, I've got a crew like 10, 15 kids, really, to me. But to me, they could be my kids. They're in their 20s. There's a couple of them in their 30s. But most of these guys are in their 20s. Yeah, there is a bunch of sausage And they all look up to me, and I'm like, they're like, how? And I'm keeping up with them. I'll skate all night. They all, you know, they burn out or whatever. But, like, you know, I become this inspiration to all these guys around here, which is, it's it's a really cool dynamic. Because your wife is cool. I do. I have the best wife. I mean, she lets me go skateboard with all these kids. I don't know why she's not hanging out with all these young dudes, sweaty dudes. She ain't, she's not into it. Oh, 
Just when, when you're there, though. It's kind of a bummer. Oh, yeah. Okay. She has her own skate party when I'm not around. My husband's kind of a cock block. <laughs> oh, that's what us guys do, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I just had to do a podcast about it. And so I'm at that feeling of, like, where I just don't even care if people listen. I'm just having a great time creating content. I do a video show every week promoting the audio. And my friend and I, he's is he's 25 years old and he's gotten this bug with me. And so he's super excited and he's like, I want to do this every week. I want to be consistent. You know, we're going to skate parks and we're going to do contests. And so I've got a guy who's who's encouraging me to, you know, just keep this up. And so it's really it's really fun. Are you uh, developing your own product or uh, what's the story? I've I've got skateboards. I've got T-shirts. I've got koozies. I've I've got a longboard I'm making right now. So, yeah, olddudeskatecode.com. Very I've cool. told that product available right now. Stickers and patches. Yeah, stickers, yeah. Just picked up tank tops yesterday. Just so, in time for winter. Hey, just because we <laughs> not every, doesn't snow everywhere. <laughs> when was the last time you lived in snow, Todd? <laughs> <laughs> you, you want the all honesty? Uh, I haven't lived in snow in that's here. Well, I, I guess I have to technically say 22 years. I haven't lived where there's any snow. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Year-round tank tops. Don's over here thinking everybody's going to no, winter. No, I'm not. I'm just refusing to believe that anyone <laughs> can live in a nice, warm place all winter. If I have to live in the cold, that's everyone must live in the cold. That's why our our end goal is to live the winter months in Costa Rica and when it's nice, back here at the farm. <laughs> Don is as crazy as it sounds. If I could talk my wife into leaving Hawaii, I would call the the pod people tomorrow, and I would have pods here, and I would throw stuff in that pod as fast as I could, and we would we would go to the lower forty eight. It's it's really? yeah. I I would leave I'd leave Hawaii. Hawaii is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. People save a lot for a lifetime to come here for a vacation, but you you get in your car, you drive all day, and guess where you end up? Your driveway. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, I've, I've spent time in Kauai and that's even smaller than where you're at right yeah so uh, you know I, I love it here but uh, yeah I, I could actually I could do a winter I could handle some snow where would and, you go though it'd be cool I'd be happy where would, where would you go uh, you want to swap houses yeah we could tell yeah. <laughs> you want to you were like I got a party barn I'll uh, supply the fridge with beer yeah cool. it, it, my wife <laughs> might do a husband swap but she wouldn't go <laughs> Oh, so anyway, it's, yeah, it, I don't know. I don't know where I'd go, but, uh, you know, I would go somewhere. It was a little bit temperate. You know, yeah. I like, I like Austin and, uh, certain places like that. So I mean, it'd be interesting. I have to see, but you know, I grew up in Michigan, so, you know, I'm used to, uh, you know, the cold weather. At least yeah, I was when I was a kid. Right around the corner. Oh, it's still cold. Yeah. <laughs> And I'd probably, when you're older. I'd probably you're get, like, <laughs> I'd get there for three days. And I'd be like, what's, what was I thinking? You know, yeah. <laughs> FTS. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're going to bring this to a close, but I want to, I appreciate you guys taking time and sharing. And, uh, this has been good. I, I, you know, we kind of went back in time and I guess the last question I want to ask you guys where, where do you think podcasting's heading? Where's it going to go next? Well, I mean, it's still not full on mainstream, you know? I mean, you could probably still ask a hundred people what a podcast is. And, you know, I don't even know if 50% would know these days. Really? Yeah. Or wow. how to properly consume it or really what it is. 
So, I mean, podcasting, I think, has still got some, some room to grow, for sure. But, um, I don't know, it's got so much commercial influence right now that it, it might just morph into other things, you know. Yeah, I, I'm concerned about that, too. So, you know, we just got to keep the good fight up for the independent content creators. And and I think that'll always be there, as long as we've all got that option to, to you know, we every single one of us, whoever's listening to this, you could record a podcast and upload it right now. And it would be there. It'd be available. So, I mean, as long as that option is always there, I think there's going to always be grassroots podcasts for, you know, niche audience, certain, you know, topics. But there's going to always be these, you know, big corporate ones as well. Or not even corporate, you know, just like just big, big audience ones. Like at, like I said, Adam Carolla is probably my, my main go-to. But he came with a huge audience from right. Loveline, from, you know, The Man Show, from his actual radio show. So, I mean, he's got... He's got a huge audience that just followed him to the next media. Yeah. You know, medium. And so that's great for podcasting because now it's, you know, the audience just grew all of a sudden. Uh, and I take a little it, more time. It, it continues to do so. And, um, you know, I continue to be like a super fan of the independent content creators. You know, I, I probably shouldn't even say this. I didn't listen to a single episode of Serial. And it, to me, that was the topic that. I never did too. I never didn't did. Didn't interest me at all. What's funny is I don't listen to podcasts and I listened to That's that one. That's the only one she did. Because <laughs> I was like, what is this? What is this outrage that people, you know, like I'm always kind of intrigued by um, weird stories. Yeah. But I at mean, a principle though, I, 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 know, I, I, you, I did not. <laughs> but I don't listen to barely, t I listen to like two podcasts and that was one of them. Yeah, Dawn likes what this American Life is like her, like her this, main one. Yeah, but, but again, that's a radio show. Yeah, I listened. I listened to that on the radio. Right, right. You know, so yeah. I mean, when you can time shift it, you know that it works. When, it, when I mean, who knows where this is going? We're all just new newbies to the internet and smartphones, anyway. And you know, once all the radiation kills most of us, who knows? <laughs> That'll be my comeback time. <laughs> I was uh, telling my audience last time, I'm a big sci-fi nerd, and, uh, you know, of course, uh, Elon Musk talking about going to Mars, and I'm thinking, damn, I was just born like 500 years too early, you know? Yeah. Cause it, <laughs> Who knows, the way that everything is speeding up, like, technology-wise, it's exponential, it probably only is like 100 years away, really. Yeah, just as long as they can download me before I die, I can live in the live in the virtual internet or something but uh let's get close man that downloadable consciousness and uploadable memories and all that kind of stuff really i don't think is that far away that's why i cut my tooth yeah <laughs> i told drew i said listen <laughs> if i go here's my tooth you can build another one <laughs> well they do have those dna kits that you can get now yep. and uh, do the full the full thing <laughs> <laughs> that's why I, oh, as long as they let me tweak it a little <laughs> oh, I'd be interested to know what you would tweak. <laughs> yeah, he probably doesn't even know. Like what? Well, good just... teeth. I'd fix your teeth in the process. <laughs> Man, you make it sound like I got snaggle too. No, 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 How no. many people are gonna Google that now? <laughs> no. <laughs> Not snaggle. You got bad teeth. <laughs> no, you I always have a lot of. You always complain about a lot of cavities. I don't have any cavities. I would fix your teeth. I'm trying to. I'm trying to make you a better model. <laughs> More solid tooth teeth structure. <laughs> Who knows, so Drew? You fix, fix you fix her teeth next go around. She may be like, I'm not. I'm gonna go get me another man. You know that? Yeah, I got good teeth now. I'm gonna get her a grill. <laughs> oh my god! Can we end the show by? I gotta tell you tell you a story that happened the other day. Sure. 
Drew is so polite and <laughs> and he's very like when we're out in public, he's much more the nicer. Like, hi, I'll hold the door for you. And I'm more like, I hate people, you know, <laughs> but like we're walking behind this couple at the at the mall and we never go to the mall. So we're already both looking like uh, sensory overload. Yeah. We're, and this lady dropped something out of her pocket and I could tell right away it was her grill. And Drew <laughs> we didn't even notice. And he was about to pick it up, and I was like, don't pick up that lady's grill. I thought it was like a bracelet. I thought her earring fell out or something, and I was totally getting ready to pick it up, and that would have been so nasty. Oh, oh my God. Did you stop her and tell her, hey, your your grill's here on the floor? Well, she noticed. She, yeah, she picked it oh. right because she heard it. I think everybody heard it. It was like, clink, 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 clink. When I was like, this is the part of the reason like we can't leave the house because that's so great but i didn't even realize it was the grill until john told me way after the fact like, <laughs> it wasn't way after well no like we'd walked away and we were out of earshot and she's like you almost picked up her grill because i was dying of laughter i couldn't it was great but i don't even remember how we got to oh cloning teeth there you go <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's right. You you said my teeth there. You could just send me a copy of this MP3. This would be a Don and Drew show. Episode. Yeah, absolutely. I just cross post it, and that'll be our show for the month. So, you guys, uh, where can the rest of the audience that's listening to this reach you guys? So, uh, DonandDrew.com is kind of like our. It's become a bit of a portal. Kind of shoots us out to all the different things we do. But the DonandDrewShow.com is where our actual podcast and the feed is at. Um. OldDudeSkateCo.com is my skateboard company, and Skatosis.com, S-K-A-T-O-S-I-S.com is my new podcast. But uh, you can get all that from DonAndDrew.com. Well, I'm going to have go ahead. Or, or, or TijuanaDonkeyWhore.com. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> that was one of our first domains we registered that's, with GoDaddy. That's my professional website. When we had our GoDaddy sponsorship, we were getting crazy domains all the time. I think we have uh, email addresses. That was Don Marie Maselli at Don Marie Maselli and Andrew Robert Donkeys.com. Like, we had some ridiculous ones. But yeah, Tijuana Donkey Whore. That's Don. Beautiful. <laughs> Podcast Hall of Famers. And uh, and proud of it. All right, Don and Drew, thank you so much for taking time on the Podcast Legend shows. I know everyone has been entertained as much as I have. And uh, I think bucket list item number like five for this show is. Come to your guys' party. To your big to next next August. Oh, okay. We we took a break this year and uh next year is gonna probably be big because everybody was like bummed they couldn't come this year. So two thousand seventeen, August ish, around the nineteenth for Dawn's birthday. It's gonna or be I like, will turn somehow magically twenty nine. <laughs> it's gonna be like Burning Man, but at Don and Drew's place. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's a it's a mini mini burning man. All right. Hey, take care. Thanks for being on. Right. Thank you. Thanks so much for including us. Yeah, absolutely. Again, this has been Podcast Legends. If you have comments on today's show, geeknews at gmail.com. You can reach me on Twitter at geeknews. I hope you had a good time. Thanks. We'll see you in the next episode of the Podcast Legends.